episode 6, Life on the Loop, by your boy, Marcus Crow, and Patrick... And myself, Patrick Faraday. Patrick Faraday. A.K.A., you gonna finish it? A.K.A., The Bold Man! What a week. What a week on the loop. We have a lot of exciting stories, a lot of Great week. enthusiastic gentlemen right here, sitting here in the dungeon. The dunny. And we're going to give it to you live. Also, do you want a side, little side note? The Dunny, I was FaceTiming with my parents the other day. Apparently the Dunny, in Australian slang, means... Uh, <laughs> toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say a ruder way of saying that, but... <laughs> the bog. The Dunny means the toilet. <laughs> Honestly, in most very, 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 very wealthy people's homes, the Dunny would probably be the size of people's you know, bathrooms. <laughs> so yeah, they're yes. not wrong. They're not wrong. Yes. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Faraday. They are fully correct. Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Great week. Great week. So first of all, we wanted to talk a little bit about our week, but then also we wanted to give our review on the golf course we have just played. Uh, but we're going to keep that a little secret, aren't we? Aye, a wee little secret. We're going to keep that to later on in the uh I also want to touch on really quickly... We've sat down to this podcast after a quality day out. Sat down, here we are, at the computers, microphones in hand. I, I grabbed some food to go. I was famished. Marcus comes home. Didn't eat. Fair enough. All right, don't eat. We, we sit down at the couch. Man's ready to do the podcast. And he's just toasted two egos. Quality. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, you're not 12 years old. Eggers and a yingling. It's shocking. Collie. It's I've, embarrassing. I've also got my foot up, icing the ankle. But we'll, we'll oh, also we'll gosh. also we'll also touch that oh. on 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 further on the episode. Crikey, there's so much to go over. <laughs> it's a quality episode. It really is. So so there's not much structure to this episode this week, but we do have a great review of a golf course we've just played, and we want to touch a bit about the week that that we've had and I tell you what so first of all I just wanted to talk about me and you walking up to the first tee at the start of the week and I see a Liverpool head cover a Liverpool glove and a Liverpool like ball marker on the side of his bag all of a sudden yes I'm just talking mad shit I'm just like there is no chance I'm carrying this man's bag there's no way I just hate Liverpool I hate Liverpool more than Sunderland and for you non-soccer fans out there, football fans, Liverpool are just a terrible team. They're an amazing team in the sense of like footballing-wise and what they've achieved. But their fans are just terrible. I, I'm going to compare them to the Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody likes them, no great, matter how well they do. Great they're terrible. side. Great side. You carried for them. In no offense yeah. to him, he's just just terrible. Just, just didn't want it didn't, was, didn't want to have anything about it. The one thing you're forgetting, Liverpool, everything. He also had red coloured golf shafts to take See, it to the extreme. It's just taking it to the extreme. Like no one cares that I you're mean, a Liverpool yeah. fan. You're American. You're not even you're not even English. I get fandom. I do. Like, I get that you like no, your team. No, no, but that, that, that's like me trying to support the Patriots, the Bucks. Like, yeah, I get it. You live in Tampa. You've lived there for seven, eight years. But you're not a Bucks fan. That's like you, as a, a Newcastle fan, anytime you play golf, wearing 
a black and white striped shirt, <laughs> having black and white striped shafts, having black and white shoes, you'd literally be a zebra. <laughs> I would be a walking zebra. <laughs> or, or a zebra, in American terms. Um, but yeah, at least I would like support my team because I actually support Newcastle. This guy is American. He doesn't have a Scooby-Doo who Gerard Houllier was. Yeah, but you know how it is. They just they all love Liverpool up here. Uh, they all they say do. they're Irish. What anyway, else? getting back on the topic. Um, I, had, I had quite a fun week. We had a fun week, didn't we? We didn't have a crazy busy week, but I had, I had quite a fun week. When it, when it talks about golf, I, uh, I nearly got killed, actually. This was actually the funniest thing of the week. This was so funny. Because I knew, I knew straight from the off, you'd messed up. You'd made a mistake. <laughs> Please it explain was... on this mistake that I've made. Well, as long as we're talking about the same thing, which I'm pretty sure we are. Go on then. So it was, it wasn't a typical wind. Are we talking about the 18th hole? Yes. Yes. So the wind had switched. Normally, it's da- normally this hole is down breeze and you can literally almost drive the green. And it's a joke of a golf hole. However, this particular day, must have been a Tuesday or a Wednesday... The wind had switched and it was playing straight into. And Marcus was walking ahead and I was like, well, it's into wind. I'm not going to go too far up. So I was right at the start of the fairway. He kept walking to our usual spot. And I was like, there's no chance that these guys are hitting the ball that far. So I was like, all right, whatever. Anyway, so my two guys hit and they're like right next to me. His next guy hits. And it's very hard to see the ball because... The backdrop is like the ocean, and there was not a cloud in the sky, so you just lose it straight away. You see it for like three yards, and then it's gone, and you're kind of guessing. Anywho, his player was not bad, so I knew he's, he's probably hit it straight. Probably hit it further than my guys. So he hits the ball. I'm like, I'm tracking it. I'm like, ah, oh, his, his body language says it's pretty straight. I'm like, all right, fair enough. I'll look up the fairway. So I'm looking up the fairway. First of all, Marcus isn't there just like spotting. He's there stretching out his hamstrings. Tight, by the way. One of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. Very tight. Next thing I know, so he's looking up as well. He's heard the impact noise. He's, he's looking around like a meerkat. <laughs> a meerkat stretching his hamstrings. And he must have, last second, he's clocked the ball. And he has literally just done an imitation of Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible. He's done a sideways roly-poly. <laughs> Straight athlete. Straight athlete. Man's done a roly-poly in a caddy bib to get out of the way of this ball. So, long story short, teed off, saw the ball. I saw it drawing. So I'm like, all right, it's in the middle of the fairway. Clearly the breeze has pushed it back slightly right. Last minute, I look up and the ball is coming straight for my noggin. Straight for my head. I just do an absolute mission impossible, dive to the left... The pitch mark was about two or three feet ahead of me. Pitch mark. Boom. The ball was about two or three yards past me. I would have been dead. Brown bread. It was so funny. Watching you like 50 yards up, just doing a sideways roly-poly. <laughs> Tell you what. I've never seen that on a golf course. Straight athleticism. Oh. Also, so how long have you been cutting for? Almost. Not even two years, honestly. Just under two years. Just under two years. So I've been probably cutting for just over a year and a half, right? So... How many guys have complained about your caddying ability? I mean, honestly, I've never really had a complaint. Me neither. But has anyone like ever moaned to you? Is there anyone ever like said like, "Oh, like you know, why haven't you looked at my ball?" Or you know, that was your fault. Anyone who's been dead serious? 
No. No. And I know exactly what you're going to lead into. So, we're on uh, we're on the 11th tee of the club up north. The guy slightly pushes it right. Near out of bounds, but I know it's inbound. So, we both give the safe sound. Guys are walking up. We didn't mark the ball because it was, you know, near the tree line. It was near the guy... Um, it was near the guy's ball that I was cutting for. And we, we have two guys, right? So we, we, our guys that are shorter, we go to them first. Of course. And all of a sudden, we can't find your guy's ball, right? It so, was so, odd. So, uh, yeah, we, we were, like, actually quite mind-blown, mind like, how, how the ball hasn't, like, isn't in, like, visible sight. All of a sudden, this guy just flips out. He goes, how, like, how are you giving the safe sign? You you don't even see the golf ball. Like, this is not acceptable. Like, how uh, how are you yeah. not even, see, like, how are you not marking the golf ball? Where, whereas my partner, like, like my guy, his ball is just, like, 10 yards ahead of him. I mark, I mark his ball, slash I put his, ba- his, his bag next to the ball. And I'm like, all right, he's 10 mm. yards back. Completely vanished. No joke. He flips shit. It was, it was annoying, right? Because, because I was literally, I couldn't have been further away. I, he was in the right rough, looking for his ball. I was in the left rough with the other guy, so he was my player. So I was dealing with the guy in the left first, gave him the number and stuff. The whole, the rest of the group were all looking for that ball, couldn't find it, and my, I, I, I just hear this guy moaning, saying. We got two four caddies, and no one can find the ball. You guys both said it was safe. And I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I, like if if I was next to him, I would have pro- I would have probably gone off. I know. I'd be like, chill out, like literally. chill out on the caddies. Like it, it like as I say, it, it was technically our fault because we should have marked it. However, however, po- it's ankle high grass. You're not going to get a clear look at it. No, uh, I agree. If you want to hit it near the out of bounds in ankle high grass, that's on you. And like, I swear, if I was close to him and he moaned that at me, I'd have been like, "Do you know what the solution is? Hit the ball straight." And you they weren't even—they they weren't gambling. They weren't. They weren't. There was no money on the line. It, they were just playing for fun. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, I lost all respect for him. Gave him zero attention. You gave. You gave. I don't think I heard a word from you since. Like I think. In, I think I gave all the yardages, other than when you were like giving him, you know, personal yardages. I didn't give him a read. I gave him nothing. He even asked his own. Ferdy. Ferdy was fuming. I'm not having that. How dare he? I'm an ex-caddy champ. He doesn't know that though. The audacity. Honestly, uh, he doesn't know what he had. So that that was the first piece of negative. That was the first piece of negative vibes that we've ever had caddying, isn't it? I felt on edge at that point. I was fuming. I couldn't believe it. I know. I know. And then he was like, oh, what do you want to drink? And I was like scared to say anything because I was like, oh, this guy's going to freak out if I ask for a high noon, which I did. But Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I gave up. Until that point, I actually liked him. Like We were chatting, having a good time. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not saying a word to you the rest of the round. See you never. So... A couple of days after, I carried for an older an older guy. He's a uh, he's a national member, and he was probably like seventy five, seventy six, and his irons were as old as he was. He was playing the Wilson Staff FG fifty one blades. Any of you golf nerds out there 
can tell that these were like butter knives. And I've got a photo to which I might share on the uh, on the Instagram. They were genuinely one of the skinniest irons I think I've ever seen. And this man shot his, I think he shot his age over a hundred times. And this day it was breezy and he shot 83. And so we were walking down probably like four or five, four or five. And I was like, when are you going to, you know, when are you going to hit this one iron? He's like, I don't hit it often. A one like, iron. A one iron. A butter knife one iron. Literally butter knife. It Behave. was tiny. And he's like, um, you know, I might, I might, you know, I might use it, you know, further in the round. I'm like, all right, fair enough. So we get to 17 and he still hasn't used it. And I was like, mate, when are we going to use this one iron? He's like, uh, maybe down 18, depending on the yardage. So we're going down 18. I've given him the yardage and he pulls out a three iron. And I tell him, I was like, come on, get the one iron out sting it down the left hand side to get up and down he's like no no i don't feel i I just don't think it's the right club i'm like come on this one iron by the way as i say it's tiny the club face is minuscule yeah i wouldn't fancy that at all it's not for me it's not for me either he was like you know what all right then i'll hit it he pulls out the one iron he pures it he pures this one iron to about 10 to 15 feet left of the stick it was quality. In, in this, as I say, the guy was like 75, 76 years old. Jeez. It was, it was so, it was, it was class to watch. And so I, I just, thought, I just want to put that in there because golf nowadays is like there's so many clubs and so many club manufacturers that you know you want to help the player get better. And and he had probably like thirty year old irons. His woods were probably the same age as him. And he had this hybrid that he clearly yeah. won probably a charity tournament, didn't he? I find that so odd that you can be a member of a fairly bougie, very expensive golf club and you choose to play clubs that are like older than you. Like, is it really going to hurt just to buy a new set? But they're, they're sentimental, aren't they? Are they though? Like, I'd rather, I'd rather have a club that's going to give me a bit of extra yardage way more forgiveness and improve my scores than something that I grew up playing with as a kid but yeah I don't know it's quite common though like I see it a lot guys playing with really old clubs members of these gaffes it's interesting so leading on to that I want to touch a little bit on couples golf how do you feel about couples golf yeah (laughs) um what what like what is your ideal person slash guy to carry for i mean my regular down in florida well of course but with regards to like personnel guy gal couple (sighs) it i mean it's it's very hard to I mean, I don't want to discriminate, but obviously we mainly caddy for men, right? Because both these clubs are predominantly men. So I mainly want to caddy for people that are good golfers, first of all, because that's easier. Not taking it too serious, because what's the point? You're not playing, you're not on PGA Tour. (laughs) And just people that are just fun and like, I don't know, maybe they want to have a few brews or like just chat. Light-hearted, 
I, I always find I'm, I'm, I'm with you the same I prefer to, to caddy for, for, the, for the men for the man because they know golf they know the etiquette they know how it rolls when it comes to couple golf it's a whole new aspect it's a whole new kind of aspect of golf when it, they don't enjoy it men don't enjoy playing with their wives I'm going to put it out there is that a little bit of a generic stereotype though but it's true though you're okay not every single man must hate playing with his wife I understand that it, it's a it's a touchy subject because yes if the wife is terrible and the husband is a decent player then sure it probably gets a little bit annoying however if they're both decent Alright, yeah, no, I agree. If they're both decent, absolutely. But the however is that, without trying to sound horrible, more often than not, the wife slash girlfriend tends to be quite bad. And that's where the issue comes. And that's where the issue comes, 100%. And he wasn't happy. Because they just talk too much. I love women, you love women. But when it comes to golf, they just talk too much. For them, it's a social though. Like that's that's the thing I tend to know. For for ladies playing at the golf course, it's more of a social rather than like let's shoot a number, let's try and play good. It's like let's come out here, like chat with our friends, have a jolly up, chat with the caddies, like blah 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 blah. They're not trying to play money matches or no, or improve on their scores or be good in any particular area. It's just they're just there for a nice day out. I agree. You were, you were cutting for one of the regulars down uh, down south. He's also a member of the club that we are uh, up north, and obviously, you know, you probably had a great time. It, the guy that I had, or the two guys that I had, they were so much fun, and that's what I'm saying. Like they knew the scenario, they knew where they were, they knew they were playing with their wives, and they made it as fun as they possibly could. But deep down, they were like. We're taking one for the team, aren't we? We're <laughs> <laughs> taking one for the team. So this leads a little bit into what we experienced today. We played the the famous course designed by Travis Walter. Walter Travis. Garden City Men's Club. Men's Club. What would you What would you rate the track today? You know. I was playing it and I was I was having issues giving it a rating. I really was. Because there was part of me that was like, this is quality. And there's part of me that's like, you know what? It's okay. It's... I think what really sells it for me is the history. And the experience. The whole experience. Like, it, it's, it, it's a bad man place. It really is. So... Kind of giving it a little bit of a, a background to this is we got invited by one of the members that we carry for down south, who's a member of, of Garden City, and he told us, he was like, all right, I want to take you boys out to my club. I was like, all right, cool. So me and Faraday were buzzing because the place that we played, as I say, Garden City, sports coats during you know you have to wear them around the clubhouse you know old school lockers proper old school proper like really brings you back to where golf was originated and i and i i i actually really liked it 
I thought the whole experience today, the, co- the golf course was probably an 8 out of 10. The condition was 10 out of 10, but the whole golf course itself, I was I would say around like 8, 8.5 out of 10. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that rating. I don't think I could give it any more. I I'm not agree. trying to sound like a snob. I just, I just, I do feel like there's there's way better out there. I I've think, got nothing bad to say about it, but oh, I don't know. I, I think I think what you're coming at, you're, where you're you're yeah, like concluding at is not not many holes were memorable. Yeah, I I would, I would say that. Yeah, there was there was not many holes that you were like, oh, I remember the twelfth? What a hole! Yeah. I wouldn't say that there's no bad holes out there. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I don't know. It's it's, but then again, it's also well. It's I don't. Know, it was built in like the eighteen nineties. Like it's it's an old school course. It's proper old school, traditional. It's just one of them. It's just a classic place. And it's a classic place where it just men, stinks of history. It does. It absolutely stinks of history. And and we got a tour of some of the memorabilia and the history that was involved. Uh, within the club that you know from the 1899 to obviously in you know 2022 as we as we sit here today and one of the really cool stories that the member told us was Matty Fitzpatrick shot 62 which is 11 under par with no eagles this year didn't he yeah it was well I think it was the scorecard said August of last year August 2021 Okay, twenty twenty one was it? Yeah. So literally a year ago. Today. It, yeah, it was before. Well, it was before he won uh, the U.S. Open. Which is nuts. Eleven birdies, unbelievable. I, I think one of the like as I say, he he told us a story. Was obviously after the 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 win at the U.S. Open, he uh, one of the the you know founding members or, or one of the the high up members reached out to his agent. He was like, hey, you know, can can we uh, can we get his putter to to be stored you know in 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 the clubhouse and his agent was like no sorry it's not gonna happen he was like also the nine iron that he hit out the bunker to about 10 feet that's also out the question but you can take his four or five iron because nobody likes a four or five iron (laughs) you know what i i respect that a lot and 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 i thought that was a really cool story and then you know the thing I think about is like, are they actually getting the club you hit, or is he just gonna talk to the manufacturer and be like, you know what, lads, just send them down a spare one. I've been thinking that a lot since I heard that story. I was like, is he really gonna give up his actual club? But that's what. But the thing is, with with golf, it's all it's all based on integrity, isn't it? It is, and don't get me wrong, no one's ever gonna fact check him, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not that matters anyway. The fact that you've got a club from the guy. And they're going to store it there. And it was so cool to see as well because, it, you know, the clubhouse was so old. The locker room was so, you know, so old school. And a lot of the players in the club, obviously, we even said it, like, both of us. We were like, look at these guys. Like, How did they play? Basically, they, we were playing in suit jackets yeah, and long socks and heavy leather boots, and it's then crazy. you saw, and then you saw Matty Fitzpatrick in you know shorts, a polo, and you know athletic shoes. What I do love about it is that it's pure golf. It's my, that's my kind of place. It's not a country club. There's not a pool. There's not tennis. There's not like a gym, whatever. 
is literally it's a golf club it's a golfing club you go there there's not even really practice facilities that that's actually in fairness the first tee slash range was one of the craziest things i've ever seen how bad how so, average was that first tee <laughs> when i say average well, i'm meaning in the sense of like so we got there we got there an hour early we looked at the pro shop we had you know we had a conversation with the member me and you were just bantering along and we had that three or four minute kind of period of okay where do we tee off well you didn't even hit balls you, I, I didn't hit balls no the member was like oh we can hit a few balls like okay i'll hit a few balls it was one of the craziest first tee slash range setups i've ever seen so you, like, got the, you got the range like 10 yards in front of us and you got the tee box you're literally sharing the tee box with the range yeah it was it was nuts I didn't hit anything I had to hit a four on the two <laughs> and, yeah that's the thing like it's not really a driver hole like you can't use nah. your biggest biggest club it's like you've, nah. you've got to nudge a long iron down there I, yeah. yeah I mean I was a little bit nervous not going to lie it was old school but and I'm going to kind of compare it to a little bit it, I, know, I don't know if you played it but Muirfield Muirfield and Scotland is the same same thing. Not not in the sense of like how the range connects to to the first tee, but the first tee is just there. There's no like grand. Okay, you have to walk to the first tee. You know, there's some sort of like podium. There's some sort of like high rise first tee. It's just it's just a piece of grass. You just there's tee markers yeah. there. You tee up your ball and you hit a three wood. You know, in Muirfield or 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 a, you know a long iron, and you start golf. There's no pizzazz. There's no like wow factor, and I think that's what a lot of men's club slash old school country clubs or old school men's clubs aspect is. There's the first tee is always just bleh. It's all you know what I mean. It's, it's, you know I I luckily enough played Peachtree, same thing. The first tee is just like you know a twenty foot by twenty foot piece of grass, and you just tee off, and then you you know you're out there. So obviously as we do we were playing with the member so it was it was me and crow dog our caddy master and the member so we play a friendly match so it it was like throw a tee in the air so it was it was the member at this place and crow got paired up and then me and the caddy master got paired up however what it turned out to be was (laughs) a two-on-one pounding (laughs) (laughs) You held your own very well. Actually. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty happy with how I played, besides my putting. I think you shot like three over, four over. Yeah, I had myself plus three, which... Alright, I'll take it. First time around the gaff. No putts made. But good no grief. No putts made. I you, was getting attacked left and right from you boys. The caddy master did not help whatsoever. <laughs> he was he was struggling. He was struggling. I, I shot even on the front nine, and I think we were two up. And it was the it was the member who was off like seven... Was holding his own. Well, yeah, he was one. He was one deep through nine holes. <laughs> he was. Was he one deep? Yeah, because I was even par minus a ridiculous double on number two. And yeah, he was just blitzing it. Didn't miss a fairway. Hardly missed a green. Rolled it pretty good. He always. He always hits the fairway though, doesn't he? It was. It, yeah, I mean, it was, in fairness, I clawed it back. I managed to get it back, so we took it down the 18th hole. But it was to no avail that 18th hole so I think for me the, the the last three finishing holes were probably one one of the, the the funnest most kind of like 
appealing finishing holes that I think I've ever played. You so everyone says like how how do you define a golf course as a good golf course? You always got to look at the greens, you got to look at the facilities, you got to look at the the history behind it. But I think the way we we finished that that golf course today, it really for me it was like a par five, a par four, a par three, and there was so many so many opportunities for for the match to go. In the sense of like, doesn't matter if you're two or three up. It's not a boring par four, par four, par four finish. It was it was like you've got to have a good short game, you've got to have a good long game, you've got to have good awareness, you've got to be positioned off the tee. And I and I think when you walk off that tee, when you sorry, when you walk off that green on eighteen, you you've got to look back of how how was the golf course finished? I mean, I did like the finish. I like the concept of a par four par five par three par three finishing holes also interesting i can't think of many golf courses that have a par three finisher quality to par be honest. three as well yeah strong like par three. it was like 186 yards over a little lake oh yeah the the terrace clubhouse terrace all the members are drinking their brewskis on the terrace just next to it it is a nice finisher it's it a really great, is it's a great finisher i ended up taking the w Ten dollars from Faraday. Brilliant. Oh, come on. Brilliant. Come on. You can get it off my partner who let me down. <laughs> <laughs> Caddy Master owes me ten dollars. You heard it here Why first. not? <laughs> but no, it was a quality day. I will, I will admit, you you carried the team today. One hundred percent. I was the only person on the team. Good grief. Ah, oh, love it. What about the drink selection today as well? Oh, good shout. Actually, that's a good call. We had a we had a new beverage that I'd never seen slash heard of ever in my life. Quality beverage. It was what? It was in a can. It was it was called what? Fisher Island. Yeah, something or at least like Fisher that, Island yeah. was maybe the brewery or something. It was a whiskey and vodka mixer with lemonade. And assorted fruits. In a can. In a can. Nine <laughs> percent alcohol. Very refreshing. Just a nice summer drink. Apparently it's been it's been around for a while, hasn't it? I've never heard of it. I've until never heard today. of it. But crikey Moses, yeah, I had two of them and I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, I, I got back on the Nunas. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it, the pod should be sponsored by the Nunas. To be fair, the High Noons. High Noon, if you're out there. High Noons are the best drinks. I, is... could, I could drink High Noons all day and I'd just feel a slight buzz. It's a caddy staple. The caddies love them. I love it. I love the High Noons. We're carrying them. We're drinking them. You name We're it. We're consuming them. Nooners. Um, I also, uh, talking about drinks, I, uh, whilst you uh, you guys were, were getting a little tour from the member, I, uh, I read a, a, an article on the wall, and it was uh, it was Travis Walter. He'd, he'd done Walter an ex- Travis. He'd, uh, Walter Travis, is that his name? Yeah. Sounds better Travis Walter, doesn't it? Well, that's not his name. All right, fine. Walter Travis. Thank you. Okay. And... Uh, He'd given up alcohol. For, he wanted to give up it, up alcohol for a week, and he wanted to see how his game, you know, progressed throughout you know that week. And he said that his long game got better. And I wish I I wanted to read the statement that he said because so I can't be accurate, but he basically said that his short game went to shit <laughs> 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 because he said that his his long game. 
he just felt free, you know, free and flowing oh. and however it went, maybe. But he said that he thought about his short game way more interesting than if he had a few beverages in him. To which, after that round, after that week, he went straight back in the alcohol. <laughs> Man was a boozer. He is. Like the crow dog. Love it. Actually, as we talk about that, my highlight from the memorabilia was also another Walter Travis article where he was uh, giving his advice on hitting a bunker shot. <laughs> Did you read this? I, no, you, you, were, you, oh. were, you were mumbling on. The man, the the man was... So the article was basically saying that it, it wasn't necessarily how to hit a bunker shot. It was the feeling, like what you should be thinking to hit a bunker shot. And his thought was that to hit a bunker shot, you need to imagine that you're killing a snake in the sand. <laughs> and it was like, it was just the weird, the weirdest connotation ever. You Imagine that you're killing a snake in the sand is how you should play a bunker shot. Of all the things you can think of, why that? The contrast. Oh, you lucky little rascal. That 18th green as well, there was a bunker left of it. And the member goes, whatever you do, just don't hit it in that bunker left. Whatever you do. And he kept going on and on for about 20 to 30 seconds. And we're like, all right, mate, we get it. We got up there and we were like, you know what? We both hit it left towards that bunker. (laughs) (laughs) And we we look at each other and go, he's 100% correct. It was like 12 feet deep. At least. At least 12 feet deep. It was probably like 15 to 20 foot deep. And what? Five, six, five to six feet wide. Yeah, you were you're dead. Not, you're not. You're not. If you're not a good player, you're not getting out. It was a coffin, literally. R.I.P. But yeah, no, it, it was a quality day, and then we concluded the uh, concluded the golf with some drinks on the patios. Where I must say, one of the best pours of Guinness I've had in America. Really? It was like frosty, fresh out the keg. Like it was fantastic. It was served. It, really it was. was served by a fine gentleman in. An old school jacket. It just, the club, the club was just very English. Like if you if you picked up Garden City Men's Club and popped it in England, Ireland, Scotland, it would still have the 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 original heritage, the original history of like how I I would think a men's club would be. The gin and tonic was a fantastic pour as well. I love a gin yeah. and tonic after a round. No, it was it was a delightful evening. Just. Sun setting over the course, conversation, casual chat, banter, great laughs. banter. So and that uh, that yeah. is for us, folks. As I say, episode six was great week on the loop, fantastic golf course, and uh, I'm sure this week we'll have many more stories in episode seven. I'm glad. I'm quite. I'm. I'm happy that we've managed to reach this far. Well. I'm ashamed that you doubted we weren't going to reach this far. I never know. Po- podcasts, podcasts die out because people don't you know, right. have the the enthusiasm to listen or, or t- still to create such fantastic content. And well, I feel hey, like we still have the enthusiasm there. We do only have four listeners, so our four listeners, <laughs> please share. <laughs> you, you keep saying this, four listeners. And you know what? I laugh at that. But at the same time, we have more than four listeners. We we actually have quite a good amount of listeners, and we still want to grow it. And we've had some we've had some really good feedback. I've had some really good feedback in the last you know week. So I feel I feel like we we haven't recorded the last ep in forever. I mean, it feels like a minute for sure. It really does. 
so we've continued the uh, the stories and we've continued the uh, the life on the loop, and it's been a good one. No, it has. And we don't know exactly what the next episode is going to entail. However, one thing we do know is that there's going to be another week of quality stories, because it always happens on the loop. It always. really does. Always. I'm actually away this weekend, oh, so yeah. I I, ex- I expect some high energy, some high entertaining stories for where you uh yeah that's a good point i'm gonna be picking up the slack for both of us i know i hope you get some good stories so guys as i say we appreciate the uh the listeners that keep tuning in every week and we hope you guys love it we we want to hear more feedback we appreciate every every ounce of uh, feedback that we've had so far we're coming into uh the end of august into the busy season up here up north and i think uh we should hear some more stories for sure yes i'll be working on more invites 100 percent. my very best more stories as well as myself absolutely so and, episode uh, seven coming up soon a week today on wednesday anything else touch on mr Faraday, mr oh, bullman we'll uh, we'll see you live live from the dunny as usual life on the loop thank you guys